Welcome to the Stewardship Podcast, where we discuss how to wisely manage your resources, your influence, and on today's episode, your risky business. What's riskier, Grant and Jake? Stocks or saving in a savings account? Mm, Stocks or savings account, what's riskier? Well, that's obvious, right? Yeah, obvious. Savings accounts are less risky than stocks. Yeah, because my savings account will never go down. Yep. Stocks go up and down all the time. Yep. So it's less risky. Right? I guess. I mean, how do we define risk? I guess that's the real question. All right. Contact Webster. You know, this is actually a really good conversation and discussion for a lot of people to hear and understand. Um, We saw a lot of volatility in the market over the last couple of years. Hmm. And people who have investments um, or even people considering investment, they are dealing with some level of fear because of volatility. And stocks versus savings accounts, the two differences are volatility, right? That's what we just talked about. Yeah. And if something is volatile, you might think, okay, that volatility, that risk is what's most important to focus on. Feels dangerous. Yep. But Jake, is volatility the most important type of risk that we should be focusing on? Is that the real risk? I don't think so. Okay. So I I guess one of the the main risks is like absolutely losing your money. Like we don't want to do that. Right. So I guess if if we're going to talk about stocks, we're just going to make the assumption, hey, we're going to talk about like broadly speaking. Yes. Maybe investing in a mutual fund or an ETF. Stocks plural. Yeah. Right. I'm not buying a stock and then that business goes out of business and I lose all my money. Yeah, for sure. So that's risky. So yeah, if you're buying a bunch of stocks – if you're, you know, owning the U.S. economy, is that risky? Like, are we going to lose all of our money? Is it going to the balance going to be zero? Well, history tells us and data tells us no. No, correct. And if that happens, we have a little bigger problems. Correct. Yeah, if the entire uh, American hands. economy collapses, yeah, all the businesses close. Yeah, we have a different issue. Yep. So I, I just wrote a blog on this. Loved it. And and that's that's what we talked about is is volatility the real risk? Because mm. like, like you said, we, we look at what's happening with prices. You say, man, that, that's risky. Mm-hmm. But I'd say that's not the real risk. Yeah, in that blog, and if you have not yet subscribed to the blog, make sure you're doing that. Did you know, Daniel, that on my social media, I can track the things that people click on? And I talk Whoa. about you know, the podcast. I talk about uh, the videos that we do. I talk about the blog. And the blog is the number one thing that people engage with or click on and go see from my social media account. Wow. It's extremely popular. So if you have not yet checked out the blog, which Jake is the one who leads that, go to stewardship.pro forward slash blog and check it out. And we have your cookies. Oh, yes. The cookies. <laughs> the cash. Um, okay. So you mentioned in that blog, the number one thing, the real risk to your finances, the thing that we need to be a better steward of is... The loss of your purchasing power. What does that mean? Yeah. So purchasing power. Uh, so so we think about we think about our money, right? I have a hundred dollars. I have a hundred units of this currency. Um, if if I just hang on to it, or maybe I put it under the proverbial mattress, I go retrieve that ten years later when I buy a new mattress. <laughs> I still have the same hundred dollars, right? Yep. The hundred dollar so, bill is, is, is still there. It's intact, but can I buy the same amount of of goods or services with that hundred dollars ten years later? No, you cannot. 
and that's due to inflation. So that's what we say when we say loss of purchasing power is the value of our money or uh, the amount of goods that our money buys over time decreases. Ah, so and the value, the, the, the power, the things that I can purchase with that $100 bill under the mattress has now diminished, has, mm-hmm. is losing value. It is being lost. So That's I'm the key word, lost. Yep. Yes. Yeah, I'd say you've, it lost, gone. you've lost money. So yes. I was wrong when I said my savings account never goes down. Unless your savings account has a rate of return that's higher than, and you said the word inflation, mm-hmm. right, Jake? So mm-hmm. so what is inflation? G- give me a simple explanation for what that is. Uh, that's just the the rise in, in price of living. Mm-hmm. Cost of living is going up every year. Mm-hmm. You know, over time, it could be 2 to 3%. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's higher because mm-hmm. of things that are going on. Yeah, it's a relevant topic. This is something that people need to be listening to and understanding mm-hmm. that the loss of purchase power is more real now than maybe ever before in, in at least in the last 10 years, I would say. Um, so that's a, that's a real thing. Yeah, and our bank account pays us basically nothing. Mm-hmm. So, Dan, you're not seeing a negative number on your statement. Yeah. But you know if you just have money in there, it is losing purchasing power over time. Yeah. So that's that's the real risk. Mm-hmm. It's you know let's not focus on volatility. Again, as long as we're diversified, you know all those all those things, mm-hmm. we can shift the focus from risk being volatility to risk being losing that purchasing power. So you can limit volatility in your investments by diversifying by doing certain types of investments, but you can't reduce your loss of purchase power in a savings account. Correct. Like you have no power there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, you don't what get inf- to pick how much the bank pays you right. for that savings. What inflation is going to be is what, it, what it's going to be. I came up with a metaphor about volatility. Okay. That it's like a roller coaster. There are ups and downs. Yes. Sometimes it might feel scary. Mm-hmm. But because of systems that are in place, that roller coaster is safe because they built it, they engineered it to be safe. So if you're doing things correctly, like diversifying yeah. and having, you know, investing in economies that are thriving, then you'll be safe. Yeah, I like it. And the reason why we're having this conversation on a podcast is if you want to be a good steward of your finances, you have to understand what the real risk is. All too often, people are seeing headlines, they are being scared of, or they carry with them a certain amount of fear when investing because what they're really scared of is the number going to zero, Mm -hmm. right? But what they don't understand is the silent, kind of killer or the silent uh, risk of purchasing power going away. You don't see that or feel that because it takes it takes time. Yeah. It's like at, at what, the point I made in the blog, it's if you have kids, you see your kids every day, you know they're growing. Mm-hmm. But it's like when grandma comes into town and says, wow, they've grown mm-hmm. because she hasn't seen them in five years or whatever. Yeah. It's like it's a thing. We don't we don't feel inflation. We know it's there. Yes. But it's slowly killing us. Yeah. Now, the, in, the, in the rest of this podcast, we're going to break down a couple of, of, of things that you need to focus on to help make sure that you are reducing your purchasing power risk, but then also continue to have the conversation to help you have a more sober-minded approach to understanding volatility and not being too scared about that in investing. But stewardship, uh, we do home loans, insurance, and investments with wisdom and love. So we want to share with you one of our one-minute money tips. Go ahead, Dan. Thank you. 
So you've gotten into an accident. Now what do you do? Well, I'm going to suggest three things that you need to focus on. If this happens on private property, the rules are a little different, but assuming we have an accident on public roads, three things you need to focus on. First and foremost, don't admit fault. Even if it is your fault, I know there's going to be that temptation to apologize and say you're sorry and all that jazz. Just don't admit fault. Second thing, call the police. The police will come out. They're the professionals. They'll file the report. Um, they will take pictures. They'll assess the, you know, the damage. They'll pass information on to each person. Um, and that report is going to be huge in the event you need to file a claim. The third thing, contact your agent. There are a lot of things and nuances that go into filing a claim and whether you should file it through your carrier or the other person's carrier, or even if you should file a claim at all, that's why you have an agent. And that's why I would suggest contacting the professional and let them guide you through that process. All right, so um, I actually put this question on my Instagram stories uh, yesterday, and and I just did like a little quiz, and I said, "Hey, what is riskier, stocks or savings?" And uh, overwhelmingly, people said that stocks were risky, the same way that you did, Dan, the same way that I kind of fake put in there, knowing, <laughs> even though I knew the right answer. Um, and one of the people responded to me like, "Okay," and I explained why. You know, as we're talking about why why, why savings is more risky because the purchase power is is the thing you have to protect. And two people actually reached out and said, "Okay, Grant, so then I, should I not have a savings account then? You know, I have some money, three to six months of my expenses in a savings account. Should I move that money somewhere else? Should I be investing that?" Jake, what do you say to that? Um, that's a that's a great question. Um, I, I guess there's a few things we can kind of go over when determining you know, the answers to that. I think you have to be comfortable with this, this term volatility. Hmm. So if you move everything from savings, you know, there's going to be volatility. We're telling you, you know, that the real risk is losing purchasing power, but there's also things you might have a large expense Mm -hmm. and you need to take money out. Mm -hmm. So there's other considerations. So I'd say, eh, you know, keep money in savings. Yeah. But if you have, you know, $100,000 in savings, well, you probably won't need $100,000 yeah. for, for yeah. a, a flat tire. It's like what's the purpose of that savings? What's the purpose of that money? If the purpose of the three to six months savings is to have some money there in case of an emergency or in case of something happens in your life, life happens, right? Mm-hmm. You want to be able to access that. And the, one of the things we wrote down prior to starting this episode is is you have to understand – the time horizon for for that money. The purpose and the time horizon for a three to six month savings account is, well, I'll need it when I need it. So having it available and ready in a savings account, although I'm losing purchasing power, um, it still adds a value to my life in my finances. But if that savings account grows to, like you said, over 100,000 or 150, and you're like, what's going No, that shouldn't be in a savings account. You should be investing a portion of that because now you're really losing a lot of purchasing power of on a lot of those hundred dollar bills yeah. under the mattress, if you will. And, and stocks, stocks move in value. You know, we're not going to shy away from that. Right. And that's the point with, with the time horizon. You want to match those up. Yes. Like the stocks could go down by 40%. And we saw if, that. If you needed that money for college tuition, mm-hmm. you know, at, at that time, well, you're, Forty percent poorer. Yes. So yeah, you want to match that up. You don't want to be overly 
you don't have too much volatility if yes. the money is going to be used. And that's another point that we want to make. Look, you volatility, it's a thing. You need to understand that if you're investing, could your investment go to zero? Yes, it could. Now, are there things that can be done to make that extremely unlikely? Yes. But when you're working with an investment advisor, or at least you're doing investments right, even if you do it in a DIY version of Betterment or whatever, it asks you questions about when do you need to use the money. Mm -hmm. It asks you about your time horizon, what the purpose of the investment is. So I have multiple Betterment accounts. I have other investment accounts. And Jake, that's something that you talk to Jody and I about all the time. Okay, what are you doing with this money, right? Mm -hmm. And the stuff that we aren't having, don't have a need for, that's going to be for retirement. Well, that that stuff is invested very differently than say stuff that we're using. Like I have an investment account, as we talked about in a YouTube video, for Cambria, for Cambria's car. Well, she's going to need that when she wants to buy a car when she turns sixteen, which is in about four years. So that has different mm-hmm. mix, mix, and the volatility or the likelihood of the funds in that going up or down in those different types of investments is different. And I think, Jake, sometimes people believe that, okay, investing is risky. All investments carry with it all the same risk. That's not true. No. What are the different types of things that people can invest in? It's more than just stocks, even though we said that at the beginning, but there's other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you can invest in in bonds. I yep. mean, it's, it's not going to make you wealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it carries a different volatility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's different types of mutual funds, even investing in commodities. I mean, real estate's an investment, insurance products. Right. Um, there's a, there's a whole host of things with varying spectrums of this, you know, quote unquote risk out there. It's so much more than stocks, um, notes, bonds, uh, real estate, all these things that Jake listed based on when you're going to need the money and even like what volatility you're comfortable with. You can mix up that investment mm-hmm. to help match your comfort level, but help match your your time horizon. Mm-hmm. And almost all of those that you listed, Jake, have a much better chance of growing at a rate higher than inflation. Yep. So now the real risk of losing your purchase power has been limited or mitigated. Correct. That that's correct. And. But, you know, you, you get tripped up when you get those backwards, when you look at volatility as risk. Yes. Pull money out and now you've, you know, locked in losses. Yeah. So that's why this is very important to, to understand is this helps you stay, you know, with your investment plan. Yes. Right? When you own shares of through a mutual fund, when it drops, as long as you keep those, keep that amount of mutual fund, mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't lose the money. Officially, Correct. yeah. Until and your you try statement to take it it's out. down in value. Yeah. yeah. If you take it out, you've lost the money. Right. right. Yeah. But it's gone. if it stays in, it goes back up when things go back up. And there's a quote, and that you put it in the blog, Jake, about it has something to do with um, volatility is the price of investing. Yeah. Or something like familiar. that. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> the price of admission. The admission. price of admission. That's there. it. To the yeah. roller coaster. Yeah. There from, it is. From yeah. My metaphor. Yeah. So. Uh, and what that really means is every investment carries with it risk. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as a guaranteed. Otherwise, it's not an investment. You're buying a guarantee. It's not. It's not an investment at all. Um, so understanding that volatility is a part of every investment is is wise. But that volatility can look different 
and that investment doesn't always have to be stocks. And the way that it's mixed up is, is always good. And, and another thing, too, that's important, a lot of people just think, oh, when I talk about investing, that just means retirement. Like, I, I think this conversation is extremely relevant for the person who thinks that, who thinks, oh, I only invest for retirement. You might do really well by contributing to your company 401k or doing your IRA contributions, but you are growing in your income. You're doing a great job with your career. You're doing a great job building wealth. And all of a sudden, your savings account is starting to increase in value. You have a lot of $100 bills under the mattress, as Jake mentioned. Well, you should probably start investing outside of that. You should probably go to Betterment.com. Open up a, a, a Betterment account. Get familiar with investing. Start talking through the, the, the volatility. Start talking through the time horizon of that money and, and get familiar with this because that will help you mitigate the real risk, which is losing your purchasing power. Yeah, and if your investments, if your non-retirement investments get to a certain level, you can automate your house payment. Yeah. We made a video about that. We did. Your investments can pay for your other investments. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 there's when you understand that volatility is the price of admission and you think that, hey, yes, I understand that, I know that, um, and you get comfortable with it, but then you really understand the wisdom that Jake is sharing here that purchasing power, like that's the thing. That's the real risk. That's, that's the thing that I have, to, I have to look at. Then you start understanding and leveraging better. And you can get to a place where you're not just growing in your career, but you can start taking bigger steps toward building wealth um, and just getting comfortable with your investments. So many people had fear. So many people had fear with COVID stuff which is legit but if you can get comfortable with the volatility and things are happening in our markets you don't have to have fear about your investments because you're already comfortable with that volatility you can focus on maybe some of the other things in life that are more important <laughs> to focus on what do you think jake did i miss anything no i mean that at that point you're long for the ride and yeah you can, can appreciate you know investing's not not easy all the time yeah it is pretty simple though it is you don't have to do much to get that return that's great all right guys we just want to encourage you to have a different mindset with uh this volatility stuff understand what the real risk is start soaking up some of this amazing knowledge from jay go to stewardship.pro forward slash blog and subscribe to the blog and uh, you will get that email sent to you every week with one of the wise advisors, most of the time, Jake, sharing some of this information with you guys. We'll see you soon.